Hello, welcome to The Making of Me, a monologue show where music creators discuss their work and an event that contributed to who they are today. My name is Unduka and this is The Making of Me. My name is Unduka and my name means life is more precious than wealth. Again, life is more precious than wealth. Unduka Tibo, um, which is a um, ethnic group of Nigeria. I am a multimedia artist, um, producer, um, filmmaker, and just creative professional. Foremost, I am a, a storyteller. So the idea of multimedia is like I don't want to be pinned down to one. Um, genre or one medium of creativity and so it's it's about telling the story and telling it wholly and telling it fully i am human I, you know i am human and I, and i have to say that now because in the digital age i appreciate it for its ability to connect people but if it's not connecting people then it doesn't matter you know, it, like at the end of the day, the focal point of everything that we need to always be doing is it, it needs to be serving humanity. I've probably been doing art and creative things since I was born. Uh, I think I wrote my first book when I was three years old. Um, I made my first book, like from start to finish, hardcover book when I was uh, six, seven. I'm a patterns person. Like I remember when I learned the piano for the first time and I saw my cousin playing the piano and I, I just said, I was like, what are you doing? He's like, this is a scale. And then he showed me the scale, just like just the notes on the piano. And then for some reason, I saw patterns so I can move in different keys whether it's, you know, the regular E or an E flat, um, I can see patterns. I can see up to black, down to black, up three black. I learned that um, in order to get good at things, you have to practice. What I learned from that is patience um, makes things perfect. Because I, I think people get into things so fast and so, so in a rush that when it doesn't give them that same kind of like dopamine, that uh, mental like ecstasy feeling, they run away from it. But when you like sit there almost emotionless and you just really think about something and why you want to do it. You're okay with the pain that it takes to get you to the to the dream. If you don't have the like the 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 idea that you're trying to get towards and have it fleshed out clearly, you will not do all the painful things that it takes to get to that point. I, the son of a Nigerian immigrant to America, my whole life has been like learning through doing. 
because for me, I didn't like my dad teaching me because he taught me with a very uh, stern nature, um, a very like no BS nature. And I was like, look, look, just show me one time and I don't want to hear your mouth anymore. I'm going to learn it myself. My mother's African-American. My, my mom was a nursing, um, she was going, she was an RN and she was going back to school to be a nursing professor. Um, but she also was a singer um, and she traveled, like she sung in churches and things like that as a worship leader. My dad, you know, he loved music. He was a DJ. I found, come to find out recently, he was a DJ. He called himself Prince Polydor in Nigeria. <laughs> After like he's like yo I love Polydor Records they like released James Brown and all these people so he apparently like he was a party a house party promoter. My dad when he was in school they they made him choose science and then you saw all the fruits that were coming from the people that were choosing the science like the doctors and the money and the helping their family so this is kind of like the proof is in the pudding. It must be something coming from it because I'm looking at all the people that are helping, all the people that are providing resources and being able to move around abroad and things like that. And from my mom, it's the same thing. Nursing uh, gave her an opportunity, um, I think, as a, a woman in America to to have that security, to understand, you know, have these securities. And like, you know, at that time, creativity was something you do at you do at church it gives you like some notoriety in your community but it's an, isn't isn't is it it isn't something that you move into unless you feel like you have no other choice dad had gone through war in nigeria like the biafrian war like he'd seen people you know dying from a civil war you know, and he was a medic at 13 years old. So some of him, I believe he was very um, hardened because he knew like he can't be soft. You, you know, when you've had things like that happen to you, to be soft is to be hurt. And like many times in life, men aren't allowed to be hurt because you, you have to get things done. And so like when I was in college, I was a, a biomedical engineering major in biomedical engineering. um, what it's really about is um, understanding the human anatomy and then understanding metals, understanding all these kind of things that are foreign to the body that will help the body do something that it can't do anymore um, biologically, right? And so like that understanding of what is natural, what is not natural, and then what is that relationship between these things so that is like creativity to me. Like I think the creative world is it's really especially in human form of what we call creativity, it's really a adaptation of what nature is doing. My name is Unduka and this is the making of me. I think the if I had to pinpoint one moment um, that has made me Unduka. My mother um, passing away abruptly um, um, as a result of medical malpractice during the birth of my sister. 
which also she also passed away. I remember the nine-year-old me saying, all right, I'll see you later, and I'll see you tomorrow, and tomorrow never came. And, you know, just being a kid, you, you take for granted time. Like time, you take for granted time. You think you can live forever as a child, um, but you really can't. And I just remember thinking about that. I remember feeling the thoughts. I remember having the, the instances of, of just so much rage that I didn't know what to do with it. Um, having just uncontrollable nights of tears where I couldn't go to sleep at all. You know, it, it would get more and it would, you know, like it would get stronger and stronger and stronger. And the only way I could soothe myself to sleep was just singing. And so naturally, I think I became better at singing. And I think because I was trying to connect with myself through singing, I was actually building up a skill of connecting with others. So I think that is that has been a big thing that has, um, you know, made me. Because I remember my mom singing to us. You know, my sister was one. I remember my mom singing to my brother. I remember her singing to me. So I always thought in my weird way, if I could retain my mother's voice, I could sing to my siblings too. Um, for me, honestly, music, art, um, all these things creative came from a place of trying to quiet a rage that was in myself. Um, and like, and, you know, up until probably this year, I just now probably, I just now finally was able to take a deep breath. Uh, I've been holding my breath for 20 years, you know, um, and everything in the arts, whether that's creative writing, it was an immediate form of letting your brain stop thinking, but still letting your subconscious just breathe. Um, I look at it like really like for me, creativity, art, all these things are meditation it just it just so happens in my hands or my mouth or my ideas just were just moving and they were getting recorded but I'm really just breathing you know and like I feel like this year um, 20 years since she's passed away um, I was actually able to finally just breathe without any art in the room but it took me a long time like my weight is a is a repercussion of my tumultuous like like just tumultuous like I, I, I call myself like I'm in a tornado and it's just I keep on pulling some of these bad habits and like food was a way of food was a bad habit that I'd pull in you know and it was so weird because I always like okay don't pull in that don't pull in that but it's scary that the food became the thing you're pulling in and it's like I was trying to run from these scars and now look, these scars run with me. You know, each pound is a each pound is a scar. 
And I thought it was just, there's nothing I could do. Cause you know, I'm a healthy dude. Like I don't eat bad things, but I didn't understand till I think moved to New York, that not everything about weight loss is just food and diet, like stress. You know, that's why I say I'm in a tornado and like this, I think this past like year and a half, you know, I dropped like 45 pounds. Music and creativity was a way to kind of like, music became my lullaby. Like it was my self-soothing mechanism um, because I didn't know what these thoughts were. I just knew when I would write, I'd feel a little better. When I would, when I would, you know, um, sing a song, I'd feel better. Uh, when I would draw, I would feel better. And what happened was because the music was healing me or soothing me, I should say, it was able to connect with others. The making of me, um, unfortunately, <laughs> many times is the same person that made me, you know, my mother um, and then my father um, and that unthinkable situation where you're 90 you say mom I'll see you tomorrow and tomorrow never comes so I just remember the day so vividly and it's like I've always said like I have dreams and I remember when I was like a little kid first second grade third grade I would dream about the test that I was going to take and I'd already like it was almost like I knew the answers already um and I remember the day like my mom passed away, I just felt it. I just felt it. Like, and I was like, why can't we go see her in the hospital? And I just felt it. Um, and, you know, me being a, a, a bigger guy, me being very boisterous, you know, my teachers would always say I'm rambunctious. Like, um, I, I would have all A's and ends in conduct because I just knew the answers. Like, look, I, I knew the stuff. Like, my dad was teaching me, you know, algebra in fourth grade. Like, I'm five years old, knowing 12 times table. Like, unfortunately, like, some things, you, you can't do everything if you don't have the systems in place, the healthy system in place to let these things happen. And so, you know, for me, there's this anger. There's this anger. There's this rage that I, I connect with, actually. Like, I know it like my best friend. I say depression is my first lover. Like, she taught me how to feel. She taught me how to um, know myself. She taught me how to be emotion, uh, emotional. She taught me how to have mood swings. And that, like, not everything is always, you know, it'd be some days. And I didn't understand it because when I was in college, I didn't know none, any of this stuff. Like, I didn't know, like, and then I was in church too, so I was just praying hard. And there'd be days that I would go really fast. And then, you know, three days I just want to sleep. And I would, I would think of the sleep was helping me be creative. Because when I was sleeping, I was dreaming, and I'd write the song come out, or something comes out. And like, you know, learning so much about so many things, like, yo, you know, some of the repercussions, I, I, I have chronic depression. And so there was a time in my life, probably for 15 years, you didn't see me smile anymore. And like, I thought, you know, like, you, you have to be very honest because your, your, your brain 
many times wants to hide things and your, 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 your mind wants to find the pattern or the path of least resistance so it can hide. So I chipped my tooth at the same time. And so I had a big chipped tooth. And so I didn't smile because I didn't want anybody to see my chipped tooth. But that's not the real reason. You know, the real reason was I just couldn't smile. You know, um, like I held it. I, could, I would feel this heaviness on my like chest. Like, it would just feel like it was tight. I also noticed, like, my fingers, I always balled up my hands a lot. I started, like, meditating, like, making sure I did it. And I started, like, understanding all my triggers. It was like just watching mirrors. So, it's, it's you know, I'm thankful that this thing, we call it prayer, you know. Sometimes you call it, like, intensely praying, but you don't realize you're breathing. You know, you, you're taking moments to be still. I still deal with depression. I still deal with, like, severe anxiety at times. But I'm thankful, like, because of, like, yet again, like, working through a process to get to a result. Like, because I was truthful and honest in those things, who knew that it was going to help me now? That it would just keep on showing me, like, okay, this is a framework and this is the proof or monuments that you've done this framework and it's worked. Apply this same framework to another area, you know, so allowing myself to see myself, allowing myself to be like, oh, you're still hurting. Like the breathing helped, the community helped, the being able to relate to people and see yourself. Those are the things that helped. You know, everybody has that in many faiths. So it's like if you're serving those things, then it's good. We'd like to thank our friends at So Far Sounds for introducing us to Unduka. If you enjoyed this episode, hit the share button on your podcast app and send it to a friend. If you're a music creative and are interested in featuring on the show, please get in touch with us via our social media channels using the handle at Don't Skip Media at D-O-N-T-S-K-I-P-M-E-D-I-A. Thank you.